This is the Simi Sarah Show On Demand. Subscribe now on iTunes. Listen to the show each weekday 10 to 2 on 980 CKNW and through the Radio Player app. Here we go with the great windowless bedroom debate. Now, this is really interesting when you talk about the housing crunch in the city of Vancouver. Everybody knows the affordability crisis out there. For a lot of young families who can't afford a detached home or even a townhome, Maybe living in a condo or an apartment building is the only option for a lot of young families, but even that can be very expensive. Now, in an attempt to increase the number of family-friendly apartment units out there, the city of Vancouver experimenting now with allowing units that have bedrooms with no exterior windows in some new apartment buildings. Think about that. Would you want to sleep in a bedroom that has no window. I guess your bedroom be kind of like a bit of a walk-in closet. Would this be a way to make housing more affordable for people? Would people actually want to live in an apartment that's got windowless bedrooms? What a great panel we've got for you. Adrian Crook is the co-founder of Abundant Housing Vancouver. He blogs about living downtown with his kids on his website, fivekidsonecondo.com. Adrian, it's nice to talk to you again. Yeah, you too. Thanks, Mike. And thanks for coming in. And also, Joseph Jones on the line. He blogs about Vancouver's housing policy on his website. You better pronounce this for me, Joseph. What's your website called? I on Norquay. I on Norquay. Joseph, thanks for doing this. Adrian, let me go to you first. The idea of living in a condo or an apartment where the wind- the bedroom's got no windows... What do you think about that? You think that's a good idea? I think it's ultimately up to everyone. We should have a housing um, sort of stock here in Vancouver that affords for this amount of choice. Uh, unfortunately, right now, uh, I think we're forcing um, through just sheer uh, due to lack of options. We're forcing a lot of people to make decisions they don't want to make. And in my case, you know, I have a 13-year-old that uh, has is converted his, you know the uh, in-suite storage unit in our in our um, condo into his bedroom, and he loves it. Oh. That it doesn't mean everyone's uh, you know um, siblings or or everyone's kids will will love it. Um, but really, we should be focused on on trying to build uh, as many apartments as we can uh, with large, uh, you know, ideally sun-drenched bedrooms. Um, yeah. So that this is not a decision that families need to make individually. Okay, so your son has already got a, a bedroom with no windows, effectively, right? Yeah, I, he was actually in the Fumano piece. Uh, there was a picture of him in that bedroom. Um, like I said, he yeah. he loves it, but you know, again, it's I acknowledge it's not for everyone, and the, and the focus yeah. should really be on expanding housing options. Okay, Dan Fumano, the very fine uh, city columnist there for the Vancouver Sun, wrote a, wrote a really excellent piece on that uh, this week. Okay, um, Joseph, your thoughts? What do you think? Well, we're coming from the standpoint of livability. We understand livability because for the first 14 years of our family life, we and three daughters shared two bedrooms. So we know about space. (laughs) Okay. Um, This really is not necessary. The, The best indication of that is one of the largest projects uh, approved so far, MERP, Moderate Income Rental Housing Pilot Program. It's on Renfrew. They have five three-bedrooms in that uh, building, and there are no inboard bedrooms. It's not a necessary form. 
So yeah, okay. to, just ahead. to jump yeah, in ahead. on that one, sure. um, in the 2016 census, uh, about almost 10% of Vancouver, city of Vancouver households were um, sort of underhoused if you look at the national occupancy standard. So that means they had too many people per bedroom. So this is actually necessary given the current state of our uh, rental and our housing market in general. Um, unfortunately, if we uh, were forced into this sort of um, state by not having just the sheer, I guess, buildable square foot, the amount of, uh, amount of housing we could build for people is being capped. Often I hear from people uh, who are against these sort of things, but, you know, and they say um, that you know, the outsides of buildings are too large and the insides are too small. <laughs> so what we're getting here is sort of we're fighting it from both directions. You know, we're not able to build as much as we need, but then the housing stock we are able to build, it, you know, it, it's being forced okay. to be too small. Presumably... Yeah, Sorry, ahead, this really is not about what uh, what we're able to build. Uh, th- we have a demonstration right here that it can be built without doing the inboard bedroom. Yeah, an inboard bedroom is just so people know an inboard bedroom. What's the definition of that? That's a bedroom with no windows, right? Uh, yeah. With no air. Uh, no well, air. with interior <laughs> light and air, presumably, possibly consisting only of glass in in the door. Okay, Adrian. Glass, glass if- in the door. Right, yeah, and, if, I, and if you allow those, Adrian, I, I guess is the idea is you increase density. Like if you give the builder an option to put in a, a, a small bedroom with no windows, you're able to what shoehorn another bedroom in there and get more people in. So it's a density thing. Is that what it comes down if to? If you were in a like a uh, a low rise apartment building, you could maybe get a couple more apartments on each floor if one yeah. of those apartments was inboard. But you know, I don't know if that's right. necessarily the issue here. I think the real solution is probably allowing uh, rental apartment buildings or public housing or whatever is acceptable to people, and maybe six-story buildings like that uh, citywide on every city lot. And until we do that, we are putting these artificial constraints on on how people live. Okay, Joseph, does it come down to, like, I'm I'm wondering if this is a, 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 maybe some people might think it's a brilliant creative move to help families afford a home, or is it the classic kind of race to the bottom, forcing people to live in, like, you know, the equivalent of a veal fattening pen here. And what about the quality of life for people? What do you think of that? Well, I'm, I'm very heartened by the support that our view has had from the Vancouver Tenants Union. They're calling this Poor Doors 2.0 on Twitter. Poor, do- poor Doors? To- poor Doors 2.0. In okay. other words, maybe Poor Doors squared. What is, what is poor, poor Doors? Poor Doors everywhere. Poor Doors is the notion that... You're providing housing for people who need it, but uh, and maybe in the same building or on the same p- footprint, but that you're saying they need to come in through a different door because they are a lower class. Gotcha. So Adrian. I think, you know, the real issue here is merely saying something or attempting to legislate something away won't make it go away. I think we saw this a number of years ago when Gregor said that he would end homelessness. You can't just say something and expect it to happen. So these are going to exist whether we like it or not. It's important that they be safe, and to make them safe, they should be above board, no pun intended, and something that we can actually properly uh, prescribe bylaws around. Um, so sure. if we just push them underground, we're going to get problems like like lack of ventilation and uh, and you know fire code issues. They exist right now. They always will exist. There will always be a family or, a, or an individual that decides that they want to live closer to the action, let's say, like in a particular area where the expense of living in that area means that they have to make uh, interesting choices with how they divvy up their internal space. So merely saying it shouldn't happen won't make it not happen. 
We're not pushing yeah. anything underground here. We're we're looking at normalizing what is all over the place already. We're not stopping it. We're not telling anybody you can't use that space however you want to. What we're talking about is three-bedroom units in the moderate income rental housing pilot program. That's all we're talking about with this experiment. Three okay. bedrooms. Calling a closet a bedroom to satisfy the minimal requirement that is placed on the developer to uh, house uh, people who need real affordability. And by the way, that real affordability, even then, is not there. The rent for one of these three bedrooms is 2000 a month. In the four locations that have already had this approved, the median incomes are sixty-four to seventy thousand dollars. Right. So right. fail right there. Right. Okay, guys, I'll just jump in there. We'll take a quick break. Come back. I want to get some phone calls going. I'm going to take a quick look at our, at our hot question of the day on this on Twitter, which is: The city of Vancouver is experimenting with allowing apartment buildings with bedrooms with no exterior windows. The question: Would you sleep in a bedroom with no windows? Here's the results so far. Yes, twenty-three percent. No, 77%. So 77%, almost three to one here.